Hello and welcome to the Life Saving Victoria pod channel. Each week, we interview instructors, educators and industry professionals who will give insight into the swimming and water safety industry to provide innovative ideas for developing quality life-saving programs. Each episode will be hosted by one of our Life Saving Victoria experts with a variety of internal and external presenters. We look forward to sharing and learning together to make our communities safer around water. Hi there, everyone. You're listening to episode two of the Life Saving Victoria pod channel. This episode is funded by the Victorian government through the Public Water Safety Initiative. My name is Caitlin, and in today's episode, we will be interviewing Dr. Rachel Whittle from the Victorian Curriculum and Assessment Authority, who will talk all about how swimming and water safety fits into the Victorian curriculum. Rachel brings extensive teaching experience in both secondary and tertiary settings to the curriculum manager role. She has been involved in VCE physical education curriculum design and assessment and has authored a number of textbooks for both 7 to 10 HPE and VCE physical education. So if you're a school teacher and want to discover exactly how swimming and water safety fits into the Victorian curriculum, as well as what you need to do to make sure you're meeting those curriculum requirements, listen up to today's interview. Well, thank you so much, Rachel, for joining us here today, all the way from the VCAA. Can you start by explaining a little bit about what you do at the Victorian Curriculum and Assessment Authority? Yeah, sure. Thanks, Caitlin, for having me. Um, My role at the VCAA is the Curriculum Manager for Health and Physical Education. So my role essentially is to support schools and particularly teachers in the implementation of the Health and Physical Education curriculum from foundation right through to year 10. So speaking about the curriculum, where does swimming and water safety fit in the Victorian curriculum? So in the um, health and physical education subject area of the Victorian curriculum, swimming and water safety appears at every level from foundation right through to level 10. So when you have a look at the continuum of learning, you'll see a progression in those areas, the skills, knowledge and understanding relating to swimming and water safety. So there are four focus areas that we see with swimming and water safety. Can you explain a little bit about those? Yeah, so the focus areas in the Victorian curriculum are provided as context through which to deliver the curriculum. And there are four that relate specifically to swimming and water safety. So we have the fundamental movement skills focus area where you would be looking at the actual skills involved in swimming. Um, We also have safety as a focus area, and that's where obviously the water safety aspects would be sitting within the curriculum. As we go through, we have lifelong physical activity, and we know that swimming is a lifelong physical activity, so it sits nicely in that focus area, and challenge and adventure activities. Um, So that focus area looks at how you might use the swimming skills that are developed in a whole range of different activities within aquatic environments. And when must swimming and water safety be taught at school? Because it appears in the curriculum at every level, it must be taught at least once at every level of the curriculum. So we have achievement standards at foundation level, level 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8 and 9, 10. So swimming must be taught at foundation level and then somewhere in the level 1, 2 band, somewhere in the 3, 4 band and so on. Connecting back to those four focus areas that you spoke about before, are those, I guess, directed at certain age groups? Do they progress as the students get older? 
Yeah, so the focus areas are um, intended to be delivered at different levels of the curriculum. So when we have a look, the fundamental movement skills are taught in foundation to level four. Uh, Safety is taught right across from foundation to level 10. Lifelong physical activities um, comes into the curriculum at level five, six and goes through to level 10. And challenge and adventure activities are also taught from level five, six through to level 10. Have the VCAA mapped out some examples of classroom-based and swimming-based lesson ideas? Yeah, so what we did is we took the content descriptions and the achievement standards within the curriculum and we mapped those against each level. And what we did was provided a visual representation of the different activities that we would consider to be classroom-based and those that we would consider to be water-based. And hopefully what those mapping documents do is allow schools and teachers to see where they might outsource part of their program to perhaps an external provider for the swimming aspect of the program and what activities might be completed in class. And we will actually include a link to those mapping documents in our show notes. So we get a lot of questions from schools about how they can plan their swimming programs to meet the curriculum expectations. Can you explain a little bit about how schools can do that? Yes, certainly. So it's an interesting question because the curriculum uh, tells teachers and schools what they have to do, but it doesn't tell them how they have to do it. So schools have the flexibility and the autonomy to develop a program that meets the needs of their cohort. And we appreciate that schools have access to different resources, they have different clientele, and therefore the program that they develop for swimming and water safety needs to meet the needs of their students. So schools do have that flexibility. The VCAA don't mandate the number of lessons or how long you have to swim for, but we have seen um, across different schools a whole range of practices. Probably the most common we see is the the two-week block of swimming where students go every day for two weeks and do an intensive swimming program. But there are schools who are offering swimming one day a week for a term or one day a week for the year. So it doesn't matter how schools implement the curriculum, as long as they are giving their children an opportunity to develop the skills and knowledge in this area. Coming to assessment, what needs to be assessed and, and how can teachers assess this? Yeah, look, it's, um, it's like anything else in the curriculum. Teachers need to assess against the achievement standard. So if we use the foundation level as an example, teachers would need to have a look at what the achievement standard suggests and then determine whether or not the student has achieved that standard or if they're still progressing towards that standard or they may have actually achieved that standard and they're progressing towards the next level of the curriculum. And in swimming, particularly if we consider the practical aspect, I think one of the really important things is to acknowledge that students will be somewhere along that continuum. So regardless of their year level at school, teachers need to be looking at the achievement standard that they have achieved and the one they are progressing towards and allow opportunity for students to continue to progress. So if you've had a child who, for example, comes to school um, and has been doing swimming lessons outside of school for a number of years, they may already be achieving at level four. So therefore, the teaching and learning program needs to allow those students to now progress towards level six. And so therefore, when teachers are looking at assessment of those swimming skills or the content related to water safety, regardless of which one it is, they need to be able to collect the evidence that allows them to confidently say, this student has achieved this level of the curriculum. Can you give us some examples of that evidence that they could collect? Yeah, we like to talk about what students can do, say, make or write 
let's use level six as an example because we have the Victorian Water Safety Certificate at level six. So if the students can do each of those things that are required for the Victorian Water Safety Certificate, we would say that that student is achieving at that level six level. If we look at make, say or write, it could be that students are making a poster to show that they understand, you know, the symbols that we use in terms of water safety, if it's at an inland waterway, if it's at the beach, if it's at the pool. So they could be drawing and designing those symbols. Um, If they were writing, they might write an account of their time at the beach with their family and that would demonstrate that they understand all the aspects around safety. So it may be that they remember things like they did have to put their sunscreen on and wear their hat and they did have to swim between the flags and they did have to remember that it was hot and they had to drink water. So that account will allow them to demonstrate that they understand the safety component of being active in in, um, aquatic-based environments. Rachel, I noticed you mentioned the Victorian Water Safety Certificate before. Can you please explain how that connects with the Victorian curriculum? Yeah, sure. So the Victorian Water Safety Certificate, which you will find the link for on the VCAA's website, is a series of competencies, if you like, that it is anticipated that by the end of year six, by the end of primary school, students should be able to achieve those competencies. Um, I think it's important to note that it doesn't mark the end of swimming within the curriculum. uh, And the Victorian Water Safety Certificate can be seen as a formative form of assessment so that students can establish where they are within their swimming program and what they can do to continue progressing within that area. So the Victorian Water Safety Certificate can be a form of evidence that schools and teachers use to base their assessment of the student against the achievement standard. So it it provides yet another piece of evidence that teachers can use to determine whether or not the student has achieved the um, achievement standard for a given level or not. And it is something that has been developed by the Victorian government. It does have the Premier's signature at the bottom and can be awarded to those students who achieve the competencies outlined on that certificate. Well, thank you so much for joining us today, Rachel. Do you have anything else that you'd like to add? Caitlin, I think it's probably just worth noting that um, because the curriculum is a continuum, students may actually achieve the water safety certificate earlier than year six. So again, if students are demonstrating those competencies earlier, We need to think about how we can continue to progress those students and provide them with an optimal challenge within their swimming and water safety education. Absolutely. A great message. And thank you so much again for joining us today. You're very welcome. Thank you for listening to another episode on Lifesaving Victoria's pod channel. For more information about swimming and water safety in the Victorian curriculum, visit the VCAA website which is linked in our show notes. To access free resources for teaching swimming and water safety programs, visit www.lsv.com.au forward slash toolkit or click on the link in this episode's show notes. A big thank you to our guest, Dr Rachel Whittle, for joining us in the studio today. Join us next Monday for another exciting episode from the Lifesaving Victoria pod channel when we continue sharing and learning together to make our communities safer around water.